Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. We need to get over to Almar's and tell him what's going on. He's your friend, so maybe we don't do this deal on our own? Armag has peace treaties. No one is supposed to attack any of our trade ships. Maybe this is Vornald's way of getting around that. This seems like something that we should bring up with the king. You know the king? Through my associations with the Merchants Guild, call me Master Morqua. We have urgent news. I would need to know what some of this information is to see if it's worthy of being brought before the king. We put this information straight into the hands of the king ourselves. If there's no other way, just ensure that you are fit for the king. Oh, we will. Almar takes you to a public bath where you can get washed up. You go through the castle corridors guided by one of the servants sitting at the head of a short table, King Ormog himself. (gasps) I gasp and faint. You see various guards posted around the room with their halberds and so on. The king is sitting there with a couple of other merchants, it looks like. He is a man in his 30s, you would guess. Wow, young for a king. Hmm. He is. None of you have lived here long enough to actually know much about the history of Nanept or the kingdom, so you don't really know why he's such a young king. Hmm. I feel like something's telling me there's a story behind this. The youth of of our king. Hmm. I don't know why. He murdered his father and stole the throne. Do we know if it's a typical kingdom setup where the heir usually takes the throne? Yeah, it's a typical monarchy, although the king of Ormog has perhaps less power than most kings do. They kind of share it with a lot of the nobles. Okay. So the king has final say on everything, but there's a large council of nobles that contributes and manages a lot of the smaller details. For example, each district in Nanept is governed by a local noble. Does Vel Silverstock have his own district? You don't know. Just at it. Just curious. Okay. Uh, so are there seats at the short table for us to take across from the king? There are several empty seats, more than just for you four. Should we sit? Oh, I kind of I stand and wait for it to follow Master Morqua's lead and see what what he beckons us to do. He seems to be paying minimal attention to you. He's trying to (laughs) make it look like you're all supposed to know what you're doing, and he (laughs) expects you to know what you're doing, but he does kind of give some subtle gesturing to follow him and sit down. Yeah, I think we we pretty much just follow at his heels and do as he does. (laughs) And don't trip over our fancy new shoes. Do I need to make a concentration roll to, like, make sure I keep my mouth shut? (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to make such a roll. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> I don't know exactly what stat I need to be using for this. How do I control my mouth? I guess it would be... Probably charisma, maybe? Oh, no. Yeah, I'd say charisma in this case. Oh, God. <laughs> Asla, maybe you should make me confident. Like, how about this? Before we went into the briefing room, I turned to Aslo <laughs> and said, I'm really nervous I'm going to say something stupid to the king. If either one of them so much as opens their mouth, I just immediately elbow them. (laughs) I'm still making this roll. Go for it. We're already in there. We can't retcon it. Oh, man. No no bardic inspiration? All right. Up to you how you interpret it. Since I didn't require this roll, whatever you want to do with it. If he bardically inspired you, you might get overconfident and be more likely to say something out of turn. Okay. So, I rolled a 12. (laughs) And your minus is... No, no, no. I mean, I rolled a 14. I, I calculated oh, okay. it was 12. Got a 12. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's above average. So if you think an average person could keep his mouth shut in front of the king. And I mean, let's be honest. Tokus is an above average person. As Tokus, I am nothing but average. <laughs> yeah. If you open your mouth to say anything, I, I quickly elbow you. So you take your seats. Servants quickly come and pour you some more, probably mead. Or mulled wine. Actually, yeah, what would be... I don't have any idea how fancy different alcohols are. It would probably be have be, be mulled wine in a castle, I would imagine. Is it fall right now? I think it's autumn, right? Uh, I don't think I ever said what season it was. I've been imagining that it was early summer. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking it was summer too, because I feel like it's just hot every day when we're outside. <laughs> <clears throat> At least that's how I imagine it. <laughs> um, yeah, some kind of wine, I, I think, in a yeah. castle would be the drink of choice. Okay. Well, 
You guys have done so much alcoholic drinking in this show that I have no idea how to comment on any of that. <laughs> We've done some things. Which is funny because I don't think any of us are big drinkers. But anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> okay, the servants come up to you and pour you some mold cider, how about? Mold cider. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because I've heard that that is a thing in the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Picture the meal we got at uh, Medieval Times. Yep. Or like a George R. R. Martin explanation of one of the meals in, in those books. Payne doesn't know that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway. You're drinking much fancier things than usual? Yes. Past few days. The king turns to Master Morkva. Who are these guests that you bring before me? Morkva says, These three are friends of the guild. They claim to have important information to give you, your majesty. The king turns to you. He has a very powerful presence to him. Just an air of authority about him. Even without his regal robes and such, you imagine that he would have a commanding presence. And he says, You have something to say to me? What is this information? Your kingliness. It is uh, <laughs> with great pleasure that we come before you today. Your majesty it would probably be the... Or your highness. <laughs> Just go with it, Aslo. Yeah. You're already past that point. Just keep going. <laughs> he starts getting nervous. He's like, <sighs> pulling at his collar. <laughs> Actually, before you say any more, I want you to make a charisma check to see how well you handle the situation. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> if only you could inspire yourself, Aslo. <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. And then just roleplay to the best of your ability, whatever check you make. Okay, should I say what I got? You could say it now or later, sure. Yeah. Oh, you should just roleplay it and then we'll find out later. That's kind of a <laughs> clever idea. Yeah, so there's no just straight up diplomacy in 5th edition, is there? It's all either charisma or like... Persuasion. Persuasion. persuasion, yeah. At this point, I think it's just charisma because you're not... You're just trying to say things the right way in general. Right. Just We're just trying not to make complete and utter fools of ourselves. Right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I say, my name is Aslo Tendertoe, and these are my associates. I start to go into a longer explanation, but I stop myself. I raise my hand briefly. Shaba, born of Crag and Thunder. Jokas. <laughs> uh, we come bearing news of great import. First, to your wonderful, exquisite, immaculate kingdom, uh, but also... <laughs> to other kingdoms nearby. And we believe this information may not only be helpful to uh, the people of this city, especially the merchants. And I look over at, at Master Master Monkey Mor Man. What, what's Morqua? <laughs> Master Morqua. Uh, and I... Morqua. But also to, um, to, yeah, to the kingdom as a whole. And what is this information that is of such importance that you would come to see me... I hold up my hand and give a little snap. <laughs> and I take out the bo the iron box and place it on the table and start sliding it over to him. But then I realize he's sitting really far away. And so I have to, like, <laughs> lean really far over the table and, like, squeal the chair across the floor to get it all the way over to him. <laughs> you stand up and, like, scoot the box along the whole length of the table. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Just scratching the table the whole way. Yeah, and then the little rivets on the iron box are just leaving these scrape marks along the table. Oh my god. The king's just watching like with one eye twitching the whole time. Like... We just had that table refinished. <laughs> As you push this a few feet and the king sees what's happening, he just holds out his hand to and the signal to stop and then waves for one of his servants to collect the box <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I release it and sit back down the servant takes the box and he goes off into the corner of the room for a minute to make sure there's no bombs or poison in it mm. he sets the box down on a little side table and you see some man in fancy robes with speckles of glittery threads woven in and he comes over and seems to be saying something as he waves his hand over the box the king's magical meat shield mm -hmm. bomb diffuser he then comes back and whispers something in the king's ear to which the king frowns and says what 
have you oh, put no. within that box that oh, is no. so dangerous? Oh no, guys. <laughs> guys, we left the crystal in the freaking box. We left the freaking box. <laughs> oh, really? oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Shava, what have you going, done? This could not be going any more poorly. Uh, uh, we were just supposed to show him the papers. What do I do? What do I, what do? I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Shaba, this is okay. Oh, hold on. So I, I, I'm going to come over to Aslo and whisper in his ear. Wait, this is an opportunity. We could let the king know also about the cult and the crystals. Okay. Mm. All right. I like where you're going with this. While we have an audience with the king. Yes. yes. Also yes. inform him of this, which is additional valuable information. Mm-hmm. He can, in fact, he could take the crystal if he wants. For testing purposes. The old two birds with one arrow trick. All right, Aslo, take it away. <laughs> uh, I say, I say, good thinking, Tokus. Uh, you're going to get a bonus for that. <clears throat> Mr. Uh, king, sir. Your king, <laughs> Highness. King, sir. Okay. <laughs> Again, All Aslo's right. really nervous. So what was your role? <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was actually a 16. It was not too bad. Dees? Dees? Yeah, you should be, like, more confident if you got a 16. Yeah. <laughs> I stand up and I start, like... Pacing back and forth with my, on the my table. arms behind my back. <laughs> yeah, on the table. <laughs> Making, you know, grand gestures and everything as I talk. We have brought before you several items that you may find of, of import. Exhibit A. <laughs> yes, Exhibit A. I pull down a little, like, <laughs> projector thing. Where is the silver dust, by the way? Is the silver dust also in the box still? No, we took the silver dust out, right? Because we were going to sell it. I think so. I thought we said we took it out, yeah. I think you added that to party funds. Yeah, pretty sure. Or just kept this, the pouch. Because you, you're wearing like six pouches now, remember? <laughs> it sounds like something Aslo would do. Pocket the, the <laughs> silver. Pocket the silver, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think we said we were going to melt it down or something. I don't know. So I say, the first of which, which your uh, wonderful wizard has detected, is... A crystal that comes from a town not too far from here. Nafton, where the road splits. Which we believe was placed there by an evil cult, which is making people die and turning them into zombies. And it's really bad. And we wanted to let you know so that you could handle the situation. I have already been informed of this. I pipe up because I can't keep my mouth shut. (laughs) But now you have your own personal sample to test and better detect and know what you're looking for. I mean, there are many different crystals, my lord. I was informed by Silverstock of this, and I entrusted him with the matter. He is already in possession of two samples of his own. You will be uh, pleased to know that we were the ones who retrieved uh, this sample and this information for, for Mr. Silverstock. Oh, indeed. He told me he hired some adventurers. Yes, well, we are not just your average adventurers. We are loyal to the kingdom of Ormog. To a fault. And that's why we've come to you today. Keep going, Aswa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in fact, we actually have additional information about it that even Fells may not know. First of all, we have good reason to believe that those crystals were placed there by an evil cult, uh, which my friend Tokus here knows more about. Second, we have discovered that the way that these crystals operate is by sucking out the life force from living creatures within uh, a distance of the crystals themselves. Not that we want to suck your life force out. Honestly, we just we just left it in there by mistake. <laughs> I nudged Shaba. <laughs> uh, oh, shucks. I did it again. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, your Highness, the crystal is perfectly safe since that is a consecrated uh, vault. We would never put you in harm's way. It's true. We had the box consecrated to keep its evil influence from spreading. So that the crystal wouldn't harm anybody, including us, while we carry it around. But what about when the box is opened? And you didn't inform me of this before you were about to deliver it to me. No, uh, to be totally honest, we forgot the crystal was in there. I, that was my <laughs> fault. I'll take responsibility. Um, Shabby, you realize the responsibility of that is death, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but it was just a, <laughs> uh, it was just a mistake. Just a total mix, total mix up. It was an honest mistake. I accidentally must have put the papers back in the box, not thinking. Just a big misunderstanding here. I recommend your your magic guy over there just pulls the papers out, close the box, leave it over there. Nobody's going to... It's not going to hurt anybody. We've also discovered that these crystals were harvested from an area near the bottom of the mountain range. What's the name of that mountain range again? 
you may ask, King? The Tetrian Mountain Range? <laughs> That's right. The Tetrian Mountain <laughs> Range. <laughs> I'm good with mountains. This is a very crucial part in our adventure. Like, we're talking to the king. That's true. And no offense, we're kind of screwing it up, the three of us. <laughs> like, I forgot that the crystal was in the box. Everyone did. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the character on this team that has the highest charisma. <laughs> because I feel like that's the character that has to really know what to say in their story. <laughs> the most responsibility. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. That's true. So, good luck, Brian. <laughs> make a persuasion check. Uh, I make a persuasion check? I think Shaba needs to make this one. Yeah, um, here is what I will say along with this persuasion check. Um, one crystal doesn't have the power to do anybody any serious harm for like a brief moment. We were actually carrying this crystal with us for several days before we had the box consecrated. We just did it as an extra safety precaution. We were in a village surrounded by hundreds or thousands of these crystals, and we were there for hour, several hours. Yeah, look at us. We're perfectly fine. <laughs> and we, we made it out. So I'm just, I just want to put that in context. The, what's left of this little crystal is just a fragment of the, the original size of the crystal after the Alchemist Guild did their tests on it. So you're not in any immediate danger just by having the crystal near you, or even holding it. And that's a seven. <laughs> Again, I should have thought to inspire you. Yeah, you could have gotten as maximum 13. Well, taking into account your arguments and your persuasiveness, aside from your role, the king says, I will have you open the box in the next room over and bring the papers back to me that you wish me to see. Very well. I go do that. And I bring him back... All of the papers. And I leave the crystal in the box and shut the box. And I guess I leave it in the other room for now. And I bring him the papers and set them in front of him. And then go see, sit down again. Assuming his guards will let me get that close to him. Yeah, I was going to say, the, one of the servants comes and takes it from you before you get too close. Sure, I hand it to him and go sit down. The king looks down at them and says, explain. Aslo, I, I, I'll take this one if you don't mind. I begrudgingly <laughs> nod. <laughs> Your majesticness, you are aware of the conflict between Eminald and Voronold, are you not? Of course. We believe that these papers that you are looking at are the encoded work of a spy for the kingdom of Voronold sent to spy on Eminald. And why have you brought me these? Ormog is neutral in all wars. Ormog is being affected in that we trade with Eminald. Voronold is attempting to sabotage our trade routes because of that relationship that we have with their enemy. We personally experienced this, your highness. <clears throat> yes, we've just come back from a voyage of our own in which the ship we were on was attacked. We were there to guard the sailors. We valiantly defended the cargo. That's where we got these papers. We intercepted this transmission on the ship. And so as loyal citizens of Ormog, of your kingdom, and by the way, big fans of your work, we love what you do here. <laughs> way to go, King. You're doing good stuff. <laughs> uh, we thought that, I mean, who else could this information benefit than you, our fearless leader, right? I mean... Hello. That's who you are. So where did you obtain these papers? You said you were on the ship and you intercepted them there, but did you catch the spy? We were not certain that the person we got the box from was a spy until like just last night, honestly, because we didn't, we had to decode those papers. We didn't know what was on them any more than you do staring at them right now. Would you be willing to share your findings? 100%. Absolutely. This is perhaps not a meeting to be held with the merchants here. Right. I would be interested in discussing this with you further, perhaps in an hour or so when I meet with some of my military leaders. I think we're free. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, we can be there. Yeah, I got nothing. Hey, you know what? Let's all grab dinner, make a night of it. What do you say? I'll cancel my two o'clock. We can pencil you in. That's fine. For the king? Absolutely. <laughs> This will be purely business. <laughs> we have no need for pleasantries and polite dinner and drinks with military matters. Uh, 
Okay. Some would say that pleasantries are the highest form of business. All right, I understand. You want to go informal? We'll bring a picnic dinner. No problem. <laughs> I read you loud and clear. If there's nothing else to be brought before this group here, perhaps you should just wait in the hall. Uh, sure. I Before we go, I look around at each and every one of the merchants around this the table, and I say, you guys watch yourselves. If you're doing any trading with Eminald, be careful, because they're out there. The sea devils are real, and they will hurt your people. Shabbat's starting to sound like you're threatening them. <laughs> no, 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 not me. I, I tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your sailors. Hide your sailors. Hide your ships. Because these sea devils are eating everybody. <laughs> um, the only thing I left, uh, I have to say, is that in case it wasn't um, properly communicated, I would just like it to be known that um, we have poured many hours of blood, sweat, and tears into discovering the true nature of the crystals. Uh, recovering them from down south and uh, obtaining this information, and you got the crystals from the east, east, southeast, southish, <laughs> eastish area, um, and also deciding who we are going to sell these secrets to. No, I don't actually say that. I don't actually say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely always going to come here because we love Ormog. Just let it be known that we're really good at doing odd jobs and stuff. That's all, or even jobs. Any type of yeah, jobs any, any kind of job numerically really. sequenced job you have we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and i like gingerly slide over a business card sort of like surreptitiously you can't reach very far along the table <laughs> no i can't it gets about a foot and it stops dang it i should have slid one into the papers before i handed him to him ah, ah rat dang it opportunity wasted we really should have prepared for this meeting better <laughs> 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 we're going to the king we're like sitting around playing video games half an hour before <laughs> that'll be fine i was so preoccupied with a bloody costume <laughs> You can think about anything else. <laughs> Reminds me of our previous encounter with the king in other campaigns. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. We we uh, we um. What's the word for we leave the room? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say we acquiesce, but that's not it. We digress. We leave the room. We yes, whatever yep. that is. We Exit. Go. You withdraw. Withdraw. Bowing along the way, of course. Yeah, maybe it wasn't time yet to do the sales pitch as low. As, as really, like, we're already out of the room. I, that's what I say to you first. Well, I, th I think it was good to plant the seed there, because then we'll have time to follow mm -hmm. up later. Yeah, but we knew we were already meeting with him again. Like, we could have waited to... But, you know, it's it's the what they say, like, for advertising, you have to see something three times for it to actually sink in. Like, you have to see a commercial. Okay, so we're going to have to do this three times? We're going to have to show the business card three times? I don't know if we're going to survive that long, but honestly. The first mention was important. We get the word in, and then we reiterate. Maybe at the beginning of our next meeting, and then again at the end to wrap it up. Strong sales pitch. Yeah, we need a more concise sales pitch, Aslo. You should be the one telling me this. We should construct, like, uh, hey, we're the AAA team. Mm -hmm. And we solve all your problems. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. That's not. I mean, that can't be our slogan. But awesome guys for hire or something like that. No. Yeah. The whole idea being, the last thing uh, that is said is often what sticks with people. Mm -hmm. So his name, our our name, will now be ringing in his ears, as it were. He, he, right. Okay. But like, we should say that we do something more than like, like be like, hey, we're good at gathering intel. Awesome guys for hire. Yeah. Like odd jobs that doesn't seem like something a king might need. <laughs> here's, here's our sales pitch. We find innovative solutions to complex problems. <laughs> there you go. I like it. That's perfect. That sounds like it's ripped straight from some other corporate website. <laughs> that's what they got when I was interviewing with one of the companies. When I was looking for a job, that's what the guy told me. That He's like, when you go on this interview, you have to be able to convince them that you're capable of finding innovative solutions to complex problems <laughs> nice that's perfect that's our slogan now <laughs> that's canon uh, that's just like every other business <laughs> yeah exactly that's what's great which about is it. why it's awesome because it's so ambiguous <laughs> like you know how you go to a company's website to try and figure out what they do and you read the whole first page and you have no idea what they do <laughs> that's what, what we're after right and that's their mission statement <laughs> it's like perfectly ambiguous and cliche all at the same time <laughs> yes Right. And what does the AAA stand for again? Did you ever settle on something? We're still not sure, but... <laughs> Pretty sure it's Aslo, Aslo, and Aslo. 
<laughs> it's like a law firm, except it's just you, and you just multiply your name. Aslo Alton. My last name is Alton. And Shaba, do you have an A name in your long, ridiculous name? Uh, Shaba. That's the last letter <laughs> Shab- of my uh, name. Shabba. Aslo Alton and Shaba. Yeah, triple A. Rick, Aslo's Amazing Adventurers. I thought it was a joke. I thought we made, like, a joke about, like, the triple A. Yeah, it was Aslo's Astounding Adventurers or something to that effect. No, no, no. I thought I seriously thought that that name came from, like, a joke, and I didn't think it was, like, going to stick with us, and then I think me or somebody <laughs> else kept referencing it, and it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. But I think it, I think we should just shorten it to AAA. I feel like that's more concise. Definitely. You know, it sticks with people more. Just call AAA. It rolls right off the tongue. That was the joke, though. <laughs> We've already used that joke, but I guess we're sticking with it. Yep. It's, it's going to be a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. But we still haven't answered what Thane wants to know. What does this stand for? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Aslo's Adventuring. We got that far. Aslo's Adventuring. I think it's Aslo's Astounding Adventurers. I think that's the best, yeah. best one. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because then, you know, that, that leaves the potential for like... You know, it doesn't have to just be three people with A's in their names. It can just be a a collective of adventurers. Mm -hmm. All right, so we go in the other room, we wait until the meeting's over, and the king is ready. So eventually you get called back into the same room you were just in before. The king is now sitting there with a few of his military advisors, wearing their fancy military uniforms and everything. Aslo, don't get nervous, but... There's a lot of important people in this room, so really, <laughs> I know you might be nervous, but but don't be nervous. <laughs> I'll try not to. Ooh. Are you shaking? Just remember, the entire future of your company hinges on this meeting. <laughs> Just think back to the last time you were in the presence of nobility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he starts sweating. So you take your seats, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I put my arms and legs both straight and march in really awkwardly to pretend that I'm militaristic. You're here to discuss matters of military importance, and you claim that these papers indicate that our ships are being attacked through actions of Voronols. Is that correct? That is correct. And do you have any documents that show the work? that you have put into translating these or deciphering this code so that we might be able to verify these claims? I assume so. Did we take some of the notes from the library, guys? Tokus probably has it. Yeah, I thought when we grabbed all the papers, we had the notes with them. Mm-hmm. So we have the notes? Malwin's notes. Conan's notes, yes. Yeah, you all worked on them collectively. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of them are yours, personally. <laughs> I have Malwin written down, and it's uh, it's Malwin dash Conan the librarian at the library <laughs> of the Nept. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we, I guess, if you're okay with it, we'll show him Malwin's notes of the codes cracked so far. Yeah, definitely. The, well, the notes, the, the the notes we copied essentially. Okay, so you put the notes in front of him, and his military advisors start looking over them and comparing them to the papers that they have. What other information have you gleaned from these papers that we did not discuss already? And was there anything else that you found or learned from your contact with the spies or anyone else connected with this? Yes. We, we didn't mention the Safagan, Java. The Kingdom of Vorinold is known for its allies with arcane prowess. As we have recently discovered in this, and I whip out the book that I checked out and slam it down on the table. The book that you stole from the library? <laughs> yes, the book that I checked out without a library card from the library. And I turn it to the p- exact page that Malwin was reading. And I begin to read a long soliloquy of history text. No, I just, I, I paraphrase. Vornold has made an alliance with the Green Spire. As you most likely know. Indeed. They have now allied themselves, we're not sure how, but with the Sea Devils. And they are using these Sea Devils to circumvent the existing peace treaty so that the soldiers of Vornold are then not implicated in these attacks. Chabi, hmm. you forgot to mention the part where the Safagan are only targeting ships specifically making trade. Oh, I thought I said that. Oh, you did? 
I think you said that earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, to all the guild, or the merchants. The king mumbles something under his breath that does sound just like Awesome. Yeah, Awesome is a big, meany head. A big, stupid doo-doo face. Who's Awesome? The king of Voronold. Uh, you recall from hearing it sometime during your research? Crafty devil, that Awesome. It seems we may have to send another force over there to renegotiate the terms of our treaty with them. Wow. So you want to get involved in the conflict, then? No, we wish to stay out of this conflict, which is why we must renegotiate our treaty in order to position ourselves such that they do not see any way to attack us through their allies. I see. Do you happen to have, like, an on-call emissary uh, that you normally use? Because, I mean, you know, we're available. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing this Saturday? You could, you, know, you, could, you could send us down there, you could, I don't know, pay us. <laughs> we could mosey on down to uh, Vornold. We have our embassies located in Lower Castletown. I should be able to discuss the matter with their representatives there. And, if necessary, send a group of my own to speak with them directly. Fair enough. Just letting you know, if, uh, if you're in need, we're around. Uh, one of the military advisors leans down and speaks to the king for a second. And the king says, It seems as though these notes are indeed showing valuable progress, and are at least likely the correct interpretations. So, at least I now know you're not lying to me. Unless, of course, you fabricated these parchments yourself. Not at all. Not in the least. Conan over at the library can vouch. You know, he's not going to double back on you. He's a, He's a good dude. It should also be noted, we've considered the possibility that by not actually paying those sea creatures any money for this this exchange, but simply allowing them to keep whatever they take from the ships, they may not technically be in breach of the agreement, of the peace treaty. I think that's an important factor, because, like, why would the Safagan work for them? You know, otherwise, there's, there is some f- exchange of goods or payment. That's true, yeah. Yeah. There may or may not be an actual breach of, of agreement. Although, maybe the silver shavings are evidence. If the silver shavings count as some form of payment. We never did figure out what the shavings were for, did we? No. No, we didn't. We thought maybe a spell component, but I think we went down that avenue and it... it... You thought maybe a spell component and that was the last that you looked at them, really. Hmm. But what would they do with shavings? I guess they do like shiny things. Like a fish drawn to silver? I kind of forgot all of the spell components that, or all the spells that silver is actually a component for. Shapes of <laughs> when you were asking. So you probably should have known some of those, but... <laughs> I don't think it's super relevant, necessarily. The important fact is that the way that Vornold went about this, it appears that they were attempting to circumvent the treaty. Right, because the Foggin wouldn't just randomly attack ships. Well... That's just the thing, though. The Sahuagin do attack random ships. But these were specific attacks on specific ships. Right. They're ramping up. There's a trend. That's what we would expect them to do, but that's not what they're actually doing. Anyway, that aside, you said that you've followed up with Vel Silverstock about the crystals. That's the other issue at hand. So Vel has been... You have uh, put him in charge of figuring this out. He informed me of his findings about a week ago. He said that he had a group of adventurers go out and scout to learn of the source of the rumors that were going around. Yeah, that was us, by the way. NBD. It's <laughs> cool. He gave me what information he had, and I decided to leave him in charge of further investigations, as well as determining what should perhaps be done with regard to our own border there. And you believe him to be capable of fulfilling this task? I believe so. He's shown himself to be worthy of governing in the past, and he has fine men underneath him. Okay, good. It's always good to have people you can trust, right? That is so true, Shaba. Yeah. So true. Real trustworthy people. People loyal to the, to the cause, to, to king and country, as they say. People with a, with a name, with a logo, with a business card. People who would go out of their way to bring important information and pertinent to world affairs to their supreme leader. 
for a small affordable fee. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be paid in installments. <laughs> we do accept. But that's not all. Come now. You can make three easy payments of 19.99. And you too can own the services of the AAA team. That's right. <laughs> the Damage Guild podcast. Obey your thirst for adventure. Welcome back to the Damage Guild podcast. It's a show we do each and every week. We're glad you're here with us. Were you here with us on Friday night? Where were you? Were you hanging out with us on Twitch? Or were you doing something less important? We had a rollicking great start to our brand new campaign, Champions of the Multiverse. Even though we couldn't get where we wanted to be technically, we were still having the same audio issues with our streaming platform of choice, so we had to go with a bit of a backup system and use a single camera setup. We still enjoyed seeing all of you there, and so glad that uh, a number of you could join us. So thank you for being there. We hope you had fun. And we're looking forward to the next session. We've got that all scheduled up. It is September the 14th, I think, is our next one. And we'll be looking forward to seeing you then. Now, the good news is that if you missed Friday night, the video of that session is now up on YouTube. You can go to our website, thedamageguild.com, click on the YouTube link to be taken to our channel, and you can catch up and see how rad the start of the campaign was. We got into some crazy interplanar travel. Uh, we fought some robots. We got embroiled in a plot to murder a bunch of high-ranking officials. And it was a blast. So we will be either wrapping up this mini-adventure or getting into the real meat of it on September 14th. And then we'll be rotating DMs so that we can all get a chance to... Uh, to put our mark on the campaign. Just a quick update on the show overall. We've been real happy so far with the with the growth of our listenership. We've seen a month-over-month month increase uh, every, every month since we launched uh, back in April. And we want to keep the trend going. We want August is going to be our best month ever. We want September to be even better. So help us out. Tell people. You can go to any of our social media accounts, uh, twitter.com slash damageguild, facebook.com slash damageguild. Get the link to the show and tweet it out or Facebook it out and let everybody you know, know that you know that they should know us if they don't already. Keep an eye on our Twitch channel. Uh, give us a subscribe so you can get the notification next time we set an event or go live. And we hope to see you then and there. And if not, be sure to check out the replays on YouTube. Well, that's all I have for you this week. We'll see you next Monday, and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. We just want to be owned by the king. You just want to be what? Owned by the king. We do. I believe that's unanimous. <laughs> Even Stripey would agree to that if he were here. The information you have brought is certainly valuable. One might call and... us connoisseurs of valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> if one were so inclined. I will see that you are paid on your way out. and Maybe you'll think about paying us on our way in next time. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Shabash, the king is speaking. <laughs> if you find further information regarding the crystals... I ask that you bring it to Vel Silverstock, and he should relay it to me on your behalf. Very well, we shall. <laughs> With regards to the war in the north, as I always do, I request that you keep yourselves out of it. Mm. We wish to remain neutral as much as possible, because it is the only thing that allows us to maintain trade routes across the known world. Your, your royal highness... As we all consider ourselves representatives of you and your principles in everything we do, we will be more than happy to do exactly as you command and remain neutral in all matters regarding this conflict. Thank you for your time. There was one more thing. You mentioned something about a cult. You did not go into any detail with that. Tokus, I believe your name was. You know something about this cult? Yes, sire, I do. Go on. 
Well, I, I don't really much like speaking about it. It makes me nervous. But um, yes, I do. Turns around and walks out. Uh, but uh, sire, if I if I must go into it, then I shall. Uh, this particular cult, though we're not sure if they even have a name, uh, their nefarious deeds uh, can be seen. For example, if you send um, scouts to the Rathgaunt Hills, you'll find their devastation. They uh, destroyed my, my homeland. Uh, yes, I recall. We lost valuable trade route with gems when that was destroyed. Yes, yes, I lost many people that I care deeply for. Gnomes I care deeply for. Um, the way that they did it was very sinister, uh, Your Highness. Essentially gassing my people with some sort of a plague of a, a spell variety. And uh, we withered and died as they made off with our riches. I should hope the same doesn't befall this kingdom. And you believe that it is connected to these crystals. Is it the same plague, perhaps? <sighs> you know, I'm not sure. It seems like it's almost more sophisticated. I mean, I remember what, what we were stricken with. Uh, I'm actually stricken with it myself, and I take off my wig. <laughs> it causes accelerated aging. You love that reveal? I do, I do. <laughs> well, because it's like, it ties me directly to, like, I'm like, I have proof. Look, look what it's done to my hair, my beautiful hair. Yeah, mm -hmm. it emphasizes the gravity of the situation of your past. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shaba. It's all about gravity. I put my wig back on, but it's a little crooked. Of course, I help you straighten it. Oh, Actually, oh, I reach over from one side and Aslo reaches over from the other and we just tweak <laughs> it just so. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> You've gotten used to this? Yeah. It's always just three degrees off to the left. I mean, if you don't want to be bald too, sire, I can't bear to see the same tragedy happen uh, in another town. And I've, I've really grown to like this kingdom, your highness, and the people in it. And I look at my, my two friends as I say this. We're always happy to have good contributing citizens among us. <laughs> We're always glad when we have people of other races, so we meet our affirmative action standards. <laughs> <laughs> suppose technically Nanept is one of the more mixed areas just because it's a trade center. Mm, so, diverse city. Yeah. So is there anything else that you wish to say before we send you away? My lord, I think I would simply like to like to say that while your offer of payment was certainly very generous, I think, if anything, we would be most appreciative of... Um, if you would let us pay you just for being <laughs> yes. in your presence. <laughs> Seriously, we should be... Let lawns. us pay you instead with our good deeds. Yes. For which then, you know, you would probably pay us for that in return. But um, <laughs> essentially what I'm offering is our services as a company. As Aslo's saying that, I stand up and I pull out a bundle of our business cards and I strategically lay them out on top of the scratches that I made on the table, <laughs> the box earlier. <laughs> just so there's like a line, of, like so a curved covered line of, of business cards covering the scratches. Well, like a banner. So that every time he picks one up, he'll be reminded of the scratches <laughs> beneath it. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think we have a whole display too. We have like three of those pop-up banner stands yeah. where you like <laughs> rolled up. I'm still wondering when you ever had the time to make business cards or <laughs> how you ever got the money to purchase the paper or ink. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. While Tokus was uh, tinkering and Aslo was not playing sweet tunes, he was instead making business cards somehow with magic. <laughs> Maybe I should just charge you a couple gold a month for business cards and miscellaneous papers expenses. Miscellaneous <laughs> expenses, yes. Definitely. Should work that into the budget. That sounds fair. So anyway, I, I say in summary, uh, your highliness, we would be honored, greatly honored, to serve you in any further capacity. I don't suppose I'll be needing you personally anytime soon, but you're welcome to look for other adventuring work elsewhere. We get it. We're not high enough level. All right. Okay. You made us feel bad now. I nudge Shaba immediately. <laughs> yeah, you could have at least said, come back when you're a little stronger. <laughs> yeah, come back when you're a little older. <laughs> you shattered our hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed them. Very well. Thank you, my liege. One of the military men picks up one of the cards and pockets it. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, we're making connections here. It's not a total loss. I still mope out, dragging my feet across the carpet, sadly. I grab the box, the iron box from the other room before we leave. Are we out of earshot of the king yet? Yeah, you're leaving the room. Okay. 
that guys that actually went really really well i mean he's gonna pay us certainly could have been worse we all left with our heads yeah, I'm really surprised they didn't yeah. execute you on the spot, Shaba, for getting the crystal so close to the yeah, king. so am I. <laughs> what a yeah. flub, huh? Totally forgot we left the crystal in the box. <laughs> <laughs> they let us walk away with our tongues. I mean, I'm really surprised at that. Well, it's because you were doing the talking, Aslo. They would have had mine in an instant. <laughs> yes, but the silver tongue is the most valuable one to cut off. Mm. Ah, true. <laughs> that should be a saying somewhere. Probably is. All right, well, uh, let's go see about that payment, shall we? Okay, so one of the servants meets you at the grand entrance, or grand exit, as it may be in this case. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we're almost out of the building, like... We're almost off the premises before we get paid. Yeah, you know how when you're driving someplace new and it takes forever to get there, but then when you're on your way home, it's, like, really fast? Yeah. That's what it's like now. Okay. So, the servant meets you by the entryway, and he hands you a nice, heavy pouch full of clinking metal. Ooh. Sweet music to my ears. So he hands it to whoever seems ready to receive it. I hold out my hands. <laughs> There's no one readier than Aslo. <laughs> Please thank his majestic grace velocity for this. <laughs> his majestic grace velocity. Yes. Because big words I mean the better things. Is that a combination of grace and velocity? How did you come up with that one? (laughs) Something like that. Graceful. Oh, graceful. I was, my brain heard the word velocity. Yeah, no, he has, he has like momentum with his gracefulness. He's really like (laughs) driven toward it. So we've now sold our valuable trade secrets to the king. Guys, what's next? I mean, that went great. I thought we were going to, like, get locked in a dungeon several kingdoms away (laughs) trying to blackmail the military. It did go really well. I just, you know, I wish that we had been able to establish more of a business, working business relationship with the king. But, I mean, I guess let's go count the gold and see what that's worth. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, clearly he has people around him that he can rely on that are higher level than we are, that he's been working with longer. So, you know, maybe it'll just take more of us going around and doing things for his associates for him to hear more of our deeds. Like if we circle back with Vel Silverstock and see if there's any work that he has for us, then maybe, you know, word will spread to the king. I mean, he didn't even know where the discoveries of the crystals came from. Like, I actually think it's really clutch that we decided to do this and the slip-up happened because now he knows that was uh, us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, imagine if we didn't do the slip-up, we would have never been able to take credit for our company that we were kind of the discoverer of the crystals. That's true. That was yeah. evidence of that. Silverstock also sent the Strathis brothers and... And Dillard Merchant. Yeah, but nobody cares about those guys. And they're the ones who brought back two samples and gave them to Silverstack. Yeah, but they're like rivals, right? Like the Strathis Brothers company? Yeah. He sent them out, but we came back. That's right. You brought them back. Yes. So what's the next step here, guys? Now we need to kill Silverstock because he's taking all our glory. (laughs) That's the next step. (laughs) Assassinate Silverstock. Assassinate Silverstock and then impersonate him. Yeah. All right, let's add that to the quest log. (laughs) Well, we established earlier in the story that you don't need photo ID. We could just have Aslo dress up as him on stilts. You just need someone really charismatic who can talk a big game. Which we have. You three have never actually met Silverstock. You've only met his servant, Rysynth Cloudin. Right, so he might be gnome-sized. We don't know that. That's right. Yep, yep. Uh, You count up the gold, and you get 80 gold pieces. Hmm. I actually do think, like, we're doing that thing at, like, the end of the children's show where it's like, I think we all learned an important lesson. I think we did, though. Like, we had the option to, like, blackmail a nation or help another nation out so that nation could kill the other nation. We decided to give it to Switzerland. We gave it to somebody neutral in the affair. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, sure, we probably would have made a lot more money. I shouldn't be saying this to Aslo because I don't want you to get disappointed. We probably would have made a lot more money money had we done one of those two other things but i think we did the quote unquote right thing today we did so because you did that we're going to forget about your murder in ways now you're you're one of the good guys now (laughs) aslo you weren't before but now you are you've 
totally redeemed yourself. Yeah. It was never a way, though. It, was, it wasn't on purpose. I already told you guys that. No, it's okay, Aslo. No, shh. Just because you've murdered someone in cold blood. <laughs> With every intention of ending her but life. I, but I didn't. It's I, all right. We're past I, it. Uh, <laughs> Aslo just kind of hangs his head. We still love you, Aslo. You could murder a thousand other nobles' wives and we would still love you. Not, Probably not, but... <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> On a weekend. One other? Okay. Or like a maiming we could possibly let you get away with. All right. Good to know. Yeah, like every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't let it become a habit. You can kill every now and then. Just don't get carried away. Got it. I got the point. Okay. 80 gold pieces is pretty good. We can go to the bar... Quite a few times. Oh, yeah. We can go yeah. to the bar every night for the next five years and drink ourselves <laughs> silly. This is when we look back at the castle and we're like, wow, we just met the king, you know? <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. And there's a little fanfare in the background. <laughs> we've made it! This is the end of the adventure, right? <laughs> yeah, we've... That's bucket list, man. We're done. King's Quest. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants to find and interrogate Alshaz? Uh, yeah. That guy's a jerk. Well, I don't really know that, but I think we should talk to him, yes. Yeah, I've definitely got some questions for him. Yeah. Let's go track him down. Alshaz is not a beast, is he? A beast? Uh, you want to use beast tracking? Yeah, I have oh. advantage <laughs> on wisdom survival checks to track oh. beasts. Uh, because beasts are my favorite enemy. I obviously, you know, I chose sadness first, but I had to choose something that was in the <laughs> rule book, so... Uh, so beasts? No, he's not a beast. Y you should have planted Stripey on him. <laughs> Are cities your favorite terrain, by any chance? Uh, no, not at all. Dang I don't it. even have a favorite terrain. I don't even know what that is. All right, well, you're the ranger, so range something. Uh, all right. Steve, you can see if you can track this guy down. All right, I will. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to roll a... And I think we just, like, walk behind you, and you, you're, like, looking around, scouting at things, and we just, like, keep toddling along behind. Yeah, I get down on all fours and smell the ground for signs of Alshaz. <laughs> randomly in the middle of the city? Yep. <laughs> in front of a cart. The only place that you know where he might be would be around the docks somewhere. Uh, to the docks! <laughs> it's late afternoon when you arrive at the docks. You see that the singing selkie is still docked. And you would therefore suspect that most of its crew is probably somewhere in town. Good, good. So, I have advantage on wisdom survival checks to track my favorite enemies. But, since Alshaz is just a regular dude, I will make a survival roll to track him. Just a regular one. I don't really see how that's going to work, considering this is the middle of the city and there's hundreds of people walking around all the time. It's not like you could follow a specific set of boot prints. Okay. Uh, I will make an intimidation check then to make someone tell me where he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll go to the we'll go to the briny devil and see if he's there. Okay. Where we met Gareth last night. Or the night before, I think. So you head over to the bar. It's still a little bit early for people to be in here drinking, but there are a handful of guests. You don't see Greth in there or anyone else from your crew that you would recognize? Um, should we have checked on board the ship first before we came all the way here? <laughs> Isn't it right close by? Yeah, it's not that far. Uh, yeah. We go back to the ship. Okay. You go out onto the docks and look at the ship. Uh, when you get a closer view, you can see that there are actually some people working on loading up the next batch of cargo. Oh, hey, people who are loading cargo. What are your names? <laughs> random name one, random name two, and random name three. Um, <laughs> I feel like we need more than an alibi, Shaba. Uh, we're, we're here to see some friends from our last voyage. Yeah, in other words, we don't recognize them. Because we do know Cherig, who is the uh, dock master, the inventory master here. Right. Um, you actually see him down at the end of the dock, but he's not currently working on your ship. Most of the people here are just dock hands who you don't know. Hmm. So you do see Anton Thorne on the ship. He was the quartermaster. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Anton. Let's go have a chat. Anton! Hello! Anton. Hello there! And hello to you three. We are here no, we, because no, we like you a lot. Shaba! Please don't say you're sailing with me again. <laughs> Shaba! Shaba, please. I know, it would be too good to be true. 
<laughs> we actually came to ask a favor. And why should I give you a favor? Never mind. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, we're looking for a certain uh, someone. You might have seen him. We're looking for Alshaz. Oh, yeah. Alshaz. He usually keeps to himself, so I don't know exactly where he went. But he'll be back before we set out in the morning. He would keep to himself. It's just like him. Okay, so you expect him before you set out. When do you guys set out? Next? T- tomorrow, tomorrow morning? morning? Around 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll wait here. We <laughs> <laughs> just stand there. <laughs> it's like, does a thing uh, where the sun goes over. Yeah, the sun goes <laughs> the moon. Passes down. Yeah, time lapse. And we don't blink the entire time. We're just standing yeah. there. Hey, uh, Shaba, didn't you say there was something else we needed to do besides find uh, Alshaz? Yeah, we need to talk to Vel Silverstock. Hmm. Why don't we do that? Okay. And we can come back and corner him. All right, we go to Vel Silverstock's place. <laughs> you don't know where he lives. Uh, oh yeah, we go to Ricenth Cloudon's house. We actually go to the Blue <laughs> Salmon because we can get there, because Ricenth Cloudon's house is behind those gates into that one <laughs> district where we're not allowed to go unless we have a paper. So we go to the Blue Salmon, We I stand up on one of the tables and say, if you know Ricenth Cloudon and you're the guy that knows him, speak your name and stand up. <laughs> <laughs> The bartender shouts at you, says, Get your feet off my table. Get down. You can break it as big and heavy as you are. Yeah, how did it not break? Yeah, all right, I oblige. I stepped down. I'll have you know I washed these feet less than a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) But you're looking for Rysenth, huh? We are. We're friends of his. Former contractors, actually. My name is Hillborn Hornsleep. Oh, hello. I like that name. Hillborn Hornsweep. Hornsleep. Hornsleep. He sleeps with the horns. That's how I'm going to remember. If you're looking for Rysenth, how do I know that you're actually acquaintances of his? Um, we have no proof of that. You'll just have to trust us. <laughs> he kind of looks over at your group. How about this? I will trade you this badger for a pitcher of ale. It's a trade. It's a collateral. So that you know we're on the up and up. That has nothing to do with any of this. Um, I have nothing else really to give you except for my sword. Oh, hold on now. When did you work for him? A few weeks back. Last month sometime. He did mention something about a group of short and tall fellows. Hmm. We are that. We are short and tall. That's us. (laughs) I expected you'd be back quite a while before now, though. Well, if there's anything you can expect from us, it's to do the unexpected. <laughs> yeah, we kind of got hung up on some other things. We went on vacation. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, just give me a minute. I'll have some papers written up for you. Okay. Thanks. So he goes behind the counter and pulls out a short piece of paper. With a forgery kit? <laughs> <laughs> he scribbles something on it, rolls it up, and then stamps it with his seal before handing it back to you. Okay, this isn't going to get us arrested, is it? No, just show that to the guards at the gate and they should let you inside into the upper castle town. All right. Well, thanks, Mr. Hornswoggler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, your name that I like. We owe you a great deal of something that is yet to be determined. We'll figure <laughs> that out next time we see you. Uh, goodbye for now. How about a few coins for the trouble of having to clean off the table? Um, all I have is gold, and that seems a bit <laughs> that seems a bit steep. <laughs> all, all I can offer you is a sincere apology, <laughs> and that, that means a lot coming from me. Can you make change for a one? Fine, fine. So he pays you change for your gold piece, and he ends up taking three copper. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have ninety-seven, or I have nine, nine silver, silver and, and seven copper. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> This is really inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, the exchange uh, system in this world is just... Like, your wallet went from, like, really nice and, like, orderly <laughs> to now it's just, just a bunch of coins. Jammed with coins? Yeah, man. I feel a lot richer, though, because of all the weight. 16 <laughs> pieces is way more than one. Exactly. So to Shaba, that means more money. Ah, yes. So you make it back to the guards at the Upper Castle Town hand them the paper, they read it, wave you through. They're still a little bit suspicious of you, because you definitely don't look like you belong there, still. 
And you eventually make your way over to Rysynth's house. We knock on the door. You hear footsteps behind the door, and a few moments later, Rysynth himself opens up. Says, oh, you're back. Oh, we are. That we are. You wouldn't happen to have any of that tasty fruit juice from before, would you? That depends on what brings you here. Well, as Mm. a matter of fact, what brings us here is... Drum roll, please. The business of saving the world. 